Hey guys, it's Shannon, and you're listening to another episode of Everything's Hunky Dory. So bottoms up, y'all, as we dive headfirst into the latest in pop culture news, television, celebrity gossip, and more. We're serving hot takes over here, so try not to have a gorilla, because everything's hunky dory. Hey guys, it's Shannon with Everything's Hunky Dory podcast, and I am joined today again by Catherine of At Bravo Enthusiast. Say hi to Catherine. Hi everyone. Hi. Um, we are back today with Catherine because she is hard and fast on this Orange County catch-up journey. Um, last episode that you were on, we went over seasons one through five which were, you know, the foundation for every franchise that we have, you know, present day for Bravo Housewives. Uh, But now you're on season 13. So you went from season six (laughs) to season 13 in like literally a month. It's been 35 days since (laughs) I started this journey. And I started it on the third, but like took a few days off. Like that was a Wednesday. And then didn't watch it again until like Saturday or Sunday. So it's really been like 33 days. (laughs) I mean, what an accomplishment for you though. Honestly, if there was a Housewives Olympics, I would have won. (laughs) You are really just, the pace is steady. It's fast. You've been giving great updates on your feed of your hot takes on all the, you know, cast members, including the children of the cast members, since they are such... (laughs) such an integral part of the French of the Orange County franchise um the kids are you know very popular but so season six was when we met um Alexis aka Jesus Judge how are we feeling about the holy the holy Barbie (laughs) that showed up on on the Orange County cast I love her love her she really is what it is to be a housewife she is ditzy she is rich you think like she flaunts it she's involved in everything like she thinks she's above everybody else like that's what you want to say like like delusion yeah like total delusion right and listen I know it's kind of an I love that you and I bond over unpopular opinions on housewives because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Jesus Jugs, you like Alexis? And I do. I like Alexis a lot because, as you said, she is everything that we want a housewife to embody. She flaunts this alleged wealth, you know, of hers. Yeah. She's this delusional, kind of almost like very 1950s housewife you know her husband is her king she Uh, is like an actual housewife like a traditionalist yeah like like the in the actual sense of the word housewife like she stays home she takes care of in the beginning like you see her evolve um in like season seven and eight but like in seasons five and six she's very traditional housewife she takes care of the kids she takes care of the home she takes care of her husband like she doesn't do anything without his permission she like just doesn't do anything like she doesn't have a job she just her her life revolves around her family and that's it I mean and there's nothing wrong with that but it's it's funny to see her like she's one of the only ones who are like 
who actually is like a, a housewife. housewife. Yeah. Right. How are you feeling about Jim Bellino? I <laughs> I don't like Jim, but if that kind of marriage works for you, like I feel like some women don't mind being submissive. Yeah. So I guess if that works for you, that's fine. But I could never be in any sort of relationship like that. Like I'm very independent. Like let me do what I want to do. Like don't don't force me to be what you want me to be. Like you just have to accept me for who I am. Right. So I don't like him. I think he's a dick. But I don't want people to <laughs> like I just could. I could never, but I don't want people to listen to this and be like, oh my God, like I live. Right, like it that. works for him. Whatever was working for them, you know, at the time, obviously, you know. It does. It didn't work eventually. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, it wound up um, the king and queen parted ways. They did not continue with their marriage, but she seems to be doing really well. So good for her. Um, but yeah, like I, it, I really enjoy watching her with particularly uh Tamara like yeah. in particular I like watching her interactions with Tamara because Tamara another one Tamara is the quintessential hater for the new kid yeah. like Tamara and Vicky well I think that Tamara and Vicky in the beginning were really like not with new people but I'm like starting to piece together that Vicky is just never with anyone new except for Shannon and Tamara, like, Tamara kind of, like, fades in the back and sees how it goes with Vicky and the new person, and then we'll jump on either bandwagon. Very Virgo of her. That, like, sitting back and watching is a very Virgo thing to do, and that's kind of what Tamara does, I feel like. Like you said, she watches. But Vicky, like you said, Vicky hates everybody. <laughs> Except but for Shannon. What I've noticed, too, well, okay, Tamara... The only time she didn't do that was with Gretchen. She hated Gretchen right away. I think the only reason she didn't like hate Alexis right away is because of like Jim. Like yeah. Alexis was like single hot. I mean, Gretchen was single hot, like 10 years younger. Like everything Tamara was like trying to live in the past for. <laughs> like Alexis is like blonde and hot and everything, but like like something's not a hundred percent up here. So I think the minute she started speaking, Tamara was like, no competition. Okay. Yeah. Not, not bothered, not threatened. Yeah. I don't think she felt the, not that it was like a threat, you know, not that Gretchen was a threat, but it was more of a competition. Yeah. Because Gretchen also is very outspoken and like gets the attention, which is like, was Tamara's whole shtick in the beginning. Right. So like when Alexis came in, it was like, is she going to, like rattle my boat and then she starts speaking and you're like no she has no idea what's going on she's like she's like kind of like Lynn but like more (laughs) more vocal I feel like they're at the same lack of awareness level but like Alexis will just speak anyways where Lynn just sits there like (laughs) confused just yeah totally confused yeah she actually Lynn um I sent it to you was on behind the velvet rope with David (laughs) Yontuff and I mean it's great check it out it's it's very Lynn it's 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 good to hear from her and she sounds like she's doing really well um and with regard to Alexis you know um being on the cast and her interactions with Tamara her interactions with Gretchen are what I found to be actually surprisingly the most interesting because they start out as friends 
Yeah, like really good friends. Yeah, like friend friend, like actual, you know, because you can always tell when, when they're like people show friends and exactly. not show friends. They, yeah, they seem like they were really like going to brunches together or shopping or whatever the you know running errands. Um, but as time went on, obviously. Gretchen kind of just took a turn with the entire cast. Well, I don't think Gretchen was ever, Gretchen was never in. So what I think happened is like season seven is when everything started changing. Like when, when Heather joined, because Heather was like to Tamara, like you should just be friends with her. And like Heather being rich, everyone kind of like listens yeah, like wanted to buddy up with her. So Tamara was like, sure, I'll become friends with her. And then as Tamara and Vicky slowly fall apart, like obviously Gretchen is a huge thing with Vicky. So Tamara, I think kind of like spitefully stays. hundred With Gretchen. And I think Gretchen turns on Alexis because Heather and Tamara had an issue with Alexis and Gretchen didn't want to be on that side anymore. So she was like, flip the script, done with you. Like you're wrong, you're wrong. Like, because there were, like, every time there was a fight between Tamara and Heather, I mean, no, sorry, between Alexis, Tamara, and Heather, mm-hmm. like, they had Gretchen, like, Gretchen was the most aggressive, and I was like, but that's your friend, like, I get that Alexis was wrong in a lot of it, but if that was my friend, I'd, like, have her back, and then when we left, and we're in the car, I'd be like, you're, like, an idiot, you were right, so Right, you need wrong. to reel it in, yeah, have, have a friend-to-friend private talk, and they're back a little bit in public especially because she was newer and you know I don't know I I didn't like how that all went down but I think that Gretchen did it just because for once she was being accepted yeah and And like wasn't like they were really nasty to Gretchen so I think she was like I'll literally do anything to not stay in good standings yeah and I think she also was trying to play it from the angle that if she formed this alliance that her chances of remaining on the show were going to be greater which wound up (laughs) not being the case (laughs) not the case and look Gretchen I, I don't I don't I'm very ambiguous about her there are things about her I love there are things about her I'm like so cringe about but you know I think she left when I think she actually left at the perfect time I don't think she overstayed I don't think she understayed I think it was her time to go when she I think if she would have stayed for season nine that's when Shannon joins right yeah um that would have been a disaster yeah and I think like I think she knew that like, there's nothing worse than when a housewife just keeps going, you know? So it's right. like, she really did leave at the perfect time, even though I think she's so goddamn annoying. She really was important to, like, to the she show. Was. <laughs> she was. Um, but I do think if she stayed for season nine, it would have been, like, an absolute disaster. Like, for yeah. her and for the viewers. Like, I think the show would have just been bad. Because even at the beginning of season nine, they kept referencing her. They like confessionals, they'd be like, oh, like when Gretchen did, or like, remember when Gretchen did that? Like, if she was still there, I think like it would have killed the entire franchise. It would have, it would have just been like a toxic vibe all across the board because people, it was over. So 
she went on to, you know, erase her nostrils on the internet and yeah. live, all the, <laughs> live the most face-tuned life possible. God bless her, whatever makes her happy. Um, but so we get the introduction. You're, in, you're now in the know about Dubrow. Yeah. And what are your first, like your first impression of her? Okay, let me go to my season seven notes. Oh, I remember in season seven not being totally with Heather. I didn't, I didn't not like her. Like she didn't really do much in season seven, but I was like, with I remember we were DMing about you were there were certain episodes where you would tell me, oh my gosh, X Y like when we were talking about the hoedown. Yeah. What a, it, like? Well, what was that season? That's season, season nine. Oh, that's season nine. Okay. That was Shannon's first season, right? Or was it season eight? I don't I know. Think I just it, we it were about the hoedown. No, it's season nine. I don't think Alexis was here for the hoedown, right? No, she was not. Okay, so it must be season nine. Okay, so season seven, I had like a very little opinion. I was like, she's not bad, but I don't understand why everyone loves her. Season eight. Um, I don't know. I don't like all of my notes are not about Heather. Like I have some about Terry and <laughs> her kids. Um, so I guess I liked Heather in season eight. Yeah. But season nine is when we saw like a completely different side. Like you could, I think she's always been the puppet master since we came, like she came in and you could see that. Like you could see Tamara, like Gretchen and Tamara had issues for years, like horrible issues. And Heather goes, I think you should just be nice to her. And suddenly they're you know what I mean like it's like yeah, that, yeah yeah like that was obviously organic and natural okay <laughs> um but so like she always had some sort of influence but in season nine you could see it and I could not stand her and I think what unraveled her was Shannon because Shannon is just as wealthy as Heather if not more and, and so she hated that Ex that, thank you for saying that because I've maintained that all along because they lived in the same neighborhood. So well, Heather was going to move to Shannon's neighborhood. That's, oh, that's what, what it was. Build, right? Okay. So like Shannon was already there. So Shannon already had something Heather didn't. And I think that's being as rich as Heather and having the house in that neighborhood set her off because she like she just like would attack Shannon and then Shannon of course being Shannon is just like a little insane already so she's like unraveling <laughs> the more they pressured her the more she unraveled and um so then Heather was able to flip it and be like look obviously it's Shannon like Shannon's the issue but it's like no like we can literally see you bullying this poor woman who like is obviously not doing well right. and then I think it was at Lizzie's house they like had that like dinner party and Shannon literally like she was like you'll all see <laughs> and she was right well she was kind of wrong because well, some people still don't see but <laughs> right I was gonna um, say so that's my thing with Shannon Shannon is in my opinion a misunderstood housewife because there's a lot of anti-Shannon Bravo people people yeah, are just I've not feeling <laughs> yeah people are just not feeling the lemon zest for Shannon Bedore, like we are. Yeah. But I think with Shannon, 
she really doesn't ever intentionally mean to fuck up. It's never coming from a place of malice. It's she's quite literally like driving a plane and then like crashes it as it's landing. It's the landing she can't stick. It's like her intentions are very, very good. And then yeah, the and she just like, like it's like literally everything is so smooth and it's like, all right, this is the last 15 minutes of the flight. And it's like, all right, now that we turn the plane off, we're going down, we're sideways, we're upside down. Now we're in the middle of a field and we end in a lake. Like, right. And you know, she is inconsiderate at, at times. I'll admit, you know, it, it, there are times where I, I'm like, Shannon, you could have resolved this by just doing, you know, like I, with the hoedown. I think Shannon's, thing though is that she has always been incredibly privileged and she's always had someone take care of her so like like in season 13 now like she just got divorced with from David and like she didn't know that you had to pay for water like it's a utility okay and she's like complaining about her rent and Kelly Dodd is literally like like let's take our kids to the projects and they'll understand that you can move to a different you can move to a different neighborhood so I think that like Shannon doesn't know how to control herself because she's never had to like she's always been taken care of she's always you know again a a characteristic we love for a housewife delusion we love a delusional person yeah she's always had that where like Vicky and Tamara you know they had to like work literally from the bottom up um I can't think of anybody else right now, but you know, everyone's like had to work. And I feel like with Gina and Shannon, I mean, um, Emily now, like Emily is from Ohio. She was four. She like worked her way through right. law school. Gina coming from Long Island, like middle right. class. Like, I think that Shannon's delusion is because she's never had a real issue. Like right. if something broke at her house, it was fixed within an hour. If something was missing, somebody got it for her within an hour. So I think she doesn't know how to deal with any sort of bad situation because she's never even had a minor thing. You know what right. I mean? Like if right. her cereal was out, she probably, like her, someone probably got it for her, you know, like she right. never went without. So I think now when they're like, Shannon, you can't act like that. She like, breaks down because she's like if I can't act like this like how am I supposed to act what am I supposed to do she's that's another one of her fatal flaws is her zero to 1000 <laughs> within an actual like breath of a moment it's and sometimes it's like super unexpected too with her she'll things that you wouldn't think would piss her off like when she just starts you know she gets revved up very quickly for very like minutia type and you like, you like know when it's coming. I feel like she all of a sudden, like, you know, like she gives you that look, like her head just jerks and she's like, and then you, you just like, you like see her whole body, like, so like build so with, up. So with Heather Dubrow at first, you were, you know, you liked her, you welcomed her, you had, you already kind of knew about her. So you had a preconceived notion. You can't help but, but you tried as best you could to, you know, go in blindly and you were welcoming of her. Yes, all of them I've always gone in open-minded because it's like, I've never seen the show, so I don't want to like, you know, hate someone and be like, oh, I actually like could have enjoyed their time if I didn't let that influence. But it's kind of funny because 
um my friend started watching with me back in like season 10 she's right. a huge orange county fan and she was like i think everything you have in your head is wrong and i think you're gonna feel like this this and this and she was right and like that's how she feels and it's just funny to see that i had all these preconceived notions on so many events and housewives and stuff and then watching through i'm like i don't agree at yeah. all <laughs> there are certain things um because i didn't watch season 15 when it aired I watched it just most recently, right before season 16 began, just because I had missed it and I didn't really know. Yeah. So I wanted to be totally up to speed once the new season started. And just based on social media, I had opinions about certain situations just based on what I had seen. But then watching the season, not that it changed entirely, but it definitely wasn't the exact same opinion that I had formed just going based off of blogs or, you know, memes or whatever the case. And same thing for you, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it's hard because, I mean, I know I've done it. There have been times like I didn't watch a show or like I was just behind, but I saw people going on a trend. So I made a meme similar because it's like, you still want the likes and stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Content. <laughs> yes. No, exactly. So I have it. It, it's like kind of hard because maybe people don't actually feel that way but because I've seen so many posts like they were probably just riding the clout train like you know right so it's like it's like hard now it's like does everyone actually hate this person or was it or like, like is this person really that bad and then you yeah. watch it and you're like okay like they're not the greatest but they're definitely not this you know for example Bronwyn look I'm not saying that I love her or anything. I'm just saying the amount of like vitriol that I saw on the internet for her was so intense. Yeah. And I, you know, I had seen her in season 14 and I wasn't totally wowed, but you know, all the coverage of her for season 15 was just like, mudslinging non-stop mudslinging and so I was fully that was one of the reasons also I didn't watch season 15 because everybody was just shit talking it so I was like I'm not gonna waste my you know waste my time and then I watched it and I was like she's not that yeah she's annoying but she's not that bad so it's it's weird how that works that's kind of how I felt with Vicky and Kelly Dodd so with Vicky like everyone just makes her up to be so terrible and like I guess as a human being, she is terrible, but like, I love her on the show. Like the show would not be on season 16 if she did not make it to season 14. It just wouldn't. Like- I totally agree. She is involved in everything. And even when she's not, she is like, like I, and I think she's really funny and like, like I'm so, like I'm with Vicky and I thought I wouldn't be based on everything. And then the other one, Kelly died. So I knew nothing about Kelly until last summer. And I mean, I'm not condoning anything she did or said last year, but like the way people talked about her was like, like she did this on the show and that, you know, we, we knew for years or something. And like, I I love Kelly Dodd. Mm -hmm. Like she's okay. Everybody that's, that's what's so great also about just being a Bravo viewer is we're all going to interpret these people differently. Yeah. Based on our, just our own preferences in what we like about or dislike about other people. 
we're all going to interpret the housewives differently. And personally, I'm not a Kelly Dodd fan, I wouldn't say, but I'm also not a total, like, I'm not going to spend all my time talking. I don't get, I did, I Meredith marks the situation and she's not even on my favorites list right now at all either, but I do not, I just don't engage in it because I'm not going to be out here shit talking her. Cause it's just like, why? Yeah. And because I know she gets like such a boner from it. She really <laughs> likes the cover. You know, she lives for it. So I know she loves it. I don't agree with a lot of her, um, political, <laughs> like that kind of not my jam. Uh, but, but I'm also not going to just judge somebody based on that. It's just, she's not my favorite person, but as a housewife, I kind of didn't mind her at times. She, I, I like remember her first season, like literally like her first her first episode, she goes to Tamara, are you into fitness? Tamara goes, yes. And she goes, how about fitness in your mouth? And like literally lifts her boob to Tamara's head. Within the first 30 seconds of meeting Tamara, I was like, okay, I'm going to like this woman. <laughs> and then like- she when has the, good moments. When they had like the sushi dinner and oh <laughs> she was like, yeah, Shannon, well, you're up. See you next Tuesday. And Tamara's like, don't say that. And she goes, well, you're a fuck. Like- yeah. <laughs> And then, like, literally 10 minutes later, is like, all right, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean that. Like, I would never want to be around that in real life. But that right. makes, it, it's just such good television. And I think she's, like, so funny. <laughs> she, she has good moments. That's one thing that I will always credit her. That's why I cannot sit here and just hate, 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 hate. And I'm not like a hater, hater person anyway. So I think that's why I'm not gonna just drag her into the mud. She's doing whatever makes her happy and that's her business. And I'm going to stay out of it, but for housewife, you know, her personal life, but as a housewife, if I'm analyzing her as a housewife, I think she has good moments that were genuinely funny she is she has like a potty mouth sense of humor you know like yeah. a, or, you know like a like a uh you know like like you said fitness fitness in your mouth within yeah. the first 30 seconds like I I enjoy that kind of banter because I engage in that kind of banter myself <laughs> with people so it's 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 um what's the word I'm looking for familiar to me you know I can relate to that kind of behavior but it's the racial and homophobic and transphobic comments that I'm just I yeah I can't get on board with that but um otherwise I I, I didn't really hate her as much as I thought I was going to because I was behind when she first joined too I wasn't I didn't watch those um so she joined in season 10 right yeah yeah yeah, so season 10, I didn't watch until season 11 aired. So I was behind on meeting her. So I had a preconceived notion about her also. I just knew that she was like mean at the time because when she first came on, she just had, you know, the mean girl. And she, yeah. I mean, she says some really fucked up things. Oh, no, no. She constantly <laughs> hits below the belt. Yeah. But also in her defense, not that she should ever have said majority of the things she did, but like... Heather specifically, but they all knew how to push her to the edge. Like if yeah. you're going to poke a bear, you have to expect the attack. 
Um, yeah, that's true. And like she, sometimes she would just fly off the handle and it would be a hundred percent her fault. It's like Kelly, like that's all your fault. You can't say that. But even, I mean, even when she was poked, she should not have said a lot of the things, but you can't like, I don't know. I just feel like they did it with Kelly. They would do it with Alexis. I feel like these women love to like poke, 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 push, push, push. And then when the person explodes, they were like, see, like we told you this whole time. Like Heather, <laughs> Heather did it with Shannon in season nine. They're like, see, like she's the crazy one. I told you she would do this. And it's like, but we watched you like, we watched you manipulate the whole entire situation to have this outcome. So actually you're the crazy one, but by all means, continue on with your narrative. No, exactly. You know, so, okay. There were some pretty legendary girls. I think Orange County has some of the best girls trips. Totally. They really do. You know, Andale's. I love, every time Andale's comes up, I feel like it's like, it's like part of me, you know, like nostalgic. <laughs> I'm like Andalays. I was texting my friend, like who's, who's been watching with me. I was like, if we ever go to Mexico, regardless of where we go, we have to stop at Andalays or like, I can't go. Like, I'm yeah, not going yeah. to. You're like, this trip would be worthless to Mexico. If I don't get to go to Andalays, I don't yeah. know what else is on the itinerary. <laughs> as long as we go to Andalays and I get to like go like this and whoop it up real quick and take a shot, then my life is complete. Literally walk in, take one shot, whoop it up, and I could leave. Like, I don't have to spend the night there. Yeah. Right. We don't need to spend like a great deal of time. I just need to go. Maybe like take a pic and take a selfie. You have to to document the moment or it didn't happen and then you can move on with your life. But I feel like in spirit you know, we've been to Andalays because we've seen them go and just be complete slop buckets. Like when Vicky pissed on Tamara's bed. <laughs> I loved that. I love that. She just leaves like nothing happened. And Tamara's like, <laughs> did she just, she peed on my bed. That's disgusting. <laughs> and it wasn't just like a little, a little, oh, it was literally like this big. And she tried, didn't she try to jump? I, if I'm not mistaken, it may have been at the reunion or it may have been on a Watch What Happens Live episode from long ago when that aired originally. But I remember her, for whatever reason, justifying the size of it because she was yeah. trying to say that it was like a dime size. And Tamara was like, no, it was like a sand dollar. It was yeah, yeah. Like- I think it was the reunion. She was like, it was just like a dime size. And Andy was like, no. And she's like, okay, like a nickel. And... <laughs> Um, they're like, like no. Tamara's like, no, it's a, it's a sand dollar. Like, you peed on my bed. <laughs> like, you full on pissed yourself. Like, actually peed on my bed. But, and then she, okay. So since we're talking about P and Tamara and Vicky, since they have to have a, they seem to have a connection <laughs> over incontinence. Um, when they were in Iceland and Tamara full on pissed in her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and then slept in it and then showed up in their uh, other hotel <laughs> she like showed up and Lydia's like you you peed in that was like and didn't you pee in that <laughs> <laughs> and Tim was like yeah like what about it and it was kind of just very I mean they were hammered yeah so I'm sure she just slithered back to her room and passed out and didn't think anything about the fact that she had just pissed herself quite literally 10 minutes. <laughs> but they just, their girls trips in general always generate some iconic, they, they, they always have an iconic 
memory that comes out of their girls trips that we all talk about in the Bravo community. Yes. And I love their girls trips too, because like they go to like new places each time, but they like, they like do things like their their whole shit, like Beverly Hills, they go to new places and their big adventure is like going to dinner and going shopping, which is obviously fun on vacation. But like, I love that OC, like when they went to Costa Rica, they went like whitewater rafting. Like you would not see that anywhere else. They explored the land and tried the touristy things of the land and yeah it was I like that about their cast too like their cast is always down to do some authentic you know authentic to wherever they're taking the trip to activity like rafting that that's not something they would I don't think normally (laughs) I don't see any of those women being like yeah girl like we're let's go let's go rafting why not let's do this or when they were in Iceland and they hiked that big ass mountain yeah you know like, Shannon Bedore would never in her life be like yeah sign me the fuck up <laughs> like, yeah like that or when they did like the like the ATVs around like the black sand beaches oh my gosh like, what a scene that was though yeah I'm in um they're in Jamaica right now I think, oh, that's I think such they're a good still trip. there or they might have just gotten back but either way I just watched that one and like they did like the rafting down the river and then they did like the swings and yep. stuff, you know, like jump, like went in the water. Like they're always down to, they're always down to like do something. That's what I really like about them. Like the only other cast I think would ever do that would really be like New York, but even then they don't go as, as hard. Yeah. They hard. like, like to just drink more than anything else. I was going to say they're, <laughs> they're the uh, alcohol connoisseurs of the Bravo world. I feel like New but York. OC, OC I think could out drink New York. I think it's like, well, you didn't watch winter house, but they made a comparison where like the summer house cast can drink more physically, but the when I mean, the Southern charm cast has the longevity. Gotcha. Like, you know what, what I mean? Funny. Like, um, and that's, I think that's like New York and Orange County. Like they could all drink with each other, but like New York would tap out earlier, but they would have had a lot more in the short amount of time where like at the end of the day, they're all drinking the same amount, but Orange County can like make it eight hours where New York would make it four. Cause it's impressive the number of shots that these women take, because I'm not a shot taker and just watching like someone, Vicki Gumbelson's age, whooping it up slamming shots of tequila I love watching her take shots she literally (laughs) takes a shot and then goes (laughs) (laughs) after each one she's like oh but then she keeps doing it she's always like let's whip it up let's take a shot and then she's totally just revolted at the (laughs) but she continues to do it and she's a lot of fun since we were talking about girls trips which one would you say so far has been your favorite to watch okay I have to think I have to like think about where they went Costa Rica that's the one where the Lexus left early and they like just fought her the time. <laughs> Iceland Jamaica where else did they go no, Ireland oh Ireland was stupid <laughs> Ireland is my favorite Ireland <laughs> do you want to know do you want to know why Ireland is my favorite why because I will never ever get over laughing about Shannon trying to say top of the morning to you <laughs> yeah. top of the morning to you like you can try and maybe like still no 
still no <laughs> and, and she was like does that sound better everybody was like Shannon please just and it was always the same like the pitch never changed the tone never changed nothing about it changed she would say it exactly the same every time oh, like that one and they're like it was no I think I don't know it, for me I, I would say it's a tie between Ireland and Iceland just because Ireland had its great drama of you know Kelly saying that shit about Tamara's daughter and Tamara pushing Kelly and Shannon and her top of the morning shit. And no, Ireland Megan was being- good. It was just stupid because the entire trip was everybody fighting Kelly Dodd and then Megan being like, I'm going to find my ancestors. That was so embarrassing. It was and so embarrassing. When, when her and Kelly were like, are you from Greystone? Are you, what's your last name? I was like, how creepy. Yeah, like go into like a local place and be like, I'm looking for like a, go to the pub and be like, I'm looking for my ancestors. Does anybody like, know? And they would probably be like, Oh yeah, they live on the farm, you know, down the hill. Yeah, right. Don't ask uh, strangers. <laughs> Everyone was like, No. Everyone's like, We're not from here. And someone's like, We're from America. <laughs> They're like, Oh, me too. Sorry. <laughs> You're like my bad sorry I'm just being a real big creeper on the corner asking everybody their last name I if somebody asked me that I'd be like bye I would not answer even if I was that and then if I was that person I'd be creeped the fuck out too it's like so weird too because they're like obviously American so it's like are you are you like are you stuck in <laughs> Ireland are you trying to scam us like are you going to rob us like what are you doing <laughs> and then Iceland obviously I loved there were a lot of things that I loved about the Iceland trip but I think obviously Vicky being carried out with a sheet over her it, it's iconic it's it's it lives rent free in my head I think about it at least once a week probably that's my average. second favorite part about Iceland my first favorite part is right before that when they call the EMT and they're all screaming at each other and at the doctors. Mm-hmm. They're like telling the doctors what to do. And they're like, yeah. can you, can you stop? Like I'm a literal doctor. Right. And then finally, like the, the owner of the hotel or whoever that guy was comes and was like, you Get don't out. need to stay out here. Um, we will tell you when you can come in. And every time he came out, they would like try to push in. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, I loved that it was so good like Kelly's fighting with Peggy Peggy's fighting with the doctor Shannon's like I know exactly what's happening to her and Shannon's like I have a I have an oil for that I have a (laughs) Shannon was like I also get heart palpitations so I know what's happening and the doctor's like there's a number of things that could cause heart palpitations (laughs) and then at the reunion Vicky said that she took an Adderall in the morning and a Xanax at night and and NyQuil and NyQuil don't forget she took NyQuil too she goes I realized that I just like took like a bad cocktail of stuff after like not sleeping and traveling and the fact that she's in her 50s oh my god it was so good the whole thing was like so good but then when she said that at the reunion and Andy was like so you were high right and she was like no I've never done drugs in my life and And Kelly's like like, Kelly's like but I gave you an Adderall and then I gave you a Xanax right And, and then uh uh Peggy was like I gave you a knife I gave you some NyQuil to calm down and, <laughs> and Peggy was that, like oh yeah <laughs> Peggy's like that could do it <laughs> that's adding up now now that you like mention it all like this like it's all <laughs> I also love how that all happens she gets home from the hospital and she's like all right let's whoop it up <laughs> yeah she 
Vicky is always on go mode. She never, she's really the energizer bunny, the gift that yeah. keeps giving. She never misses a beat. She's ready to whoop it up at all times. Since we're talking about Vicky, you survived the Brooks cancer scandal and you came out still liking Vicky. So this is what I think happened. Do you remember that show with Connie Britton that came out like last year, two years ago, Dirty John? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was Dirty John. And yeah, you I, know what? That's a great comparison. My friend, Patty Buell, if you're listening, she's the one who's been watching with me and like coaching me through my journey. Okay. <laughs> but she had mentioned that. And I was like, like, I don't think that, I don't think Vicky knew. I don't. I think she... I think Brooks came in at the lowest of her lows because she had known Brooks for a while through the insurance world. So he knew everything. Like he knew she had just gotten divorced. Like she was obviously in a horrible place and he swoops in and he gets with his teeth and he gets this and that he's driving her car. He's living in her house. Like, and you he, know what? he's always the one to break up with her. Vicky never broke up with Brooks. So he had total control over her. And I, I think he, he was either sick with something or he, he was making himself seem sick. Like, I think there was something going on because she always said, like, I saw him throw up, like he was losing all that weight. And I think she lied about going to the appointments to make herself seem better. Like, oh, I'm the star girlfriend. I work like I work 3000 hours a week, but still go to all these appointments. And I do this, I do that. I take care of them. Because when she said she fabricated at the reunion, she said she fabricated about going to the appointments. Like she doesn't, I don't think she knew anything. And I think it's because of Brooks. Like Brooks was like, you have to stay out here. Like, I don't want you coming in. I don't want you seeing this. Right. So he didn't want to seem like, because you know, if he was sick and she wasn't going in, then they would attack her for not. For so not I being think, there for him. Yeah. I think she didn't want to seem like a bad person for not being in the room while he got chemo. And I think she wanted to look better, but I don't think she like, um like I just don't think she knew I really don't and I know majority of the people do so I, really don't. I don't I don't think she fully knew I think she definitely had questions I think her spidey sense because she's not a dumbass she's a really really intelligent woman she's no she you know established herself very well financially on her own that takes a degree of intelligence, right? Yeah. She's not a dumbass. I think that she questioned certain things, but didn't really want to rock the boat because I think behind closed doors, like what a pervo when, you know, he called himself Girth Brooks to Brianna. Yeah. He was horrible. I think she probably asked like two questions and he like shut shut it down. down. Yeah. I think she was like, I think she just pushed everything out of the way. I think she just, cause she ignored every other red flag with him. So she was just like, oh, like whatever, this is, uh, this is nothing out of his character. Like this is just him. Right. And it's just proof that no matter how smart you are as a man or a woman, you can be manipulated if you're vulnerable enough mentally, which she was at the time, like you said, yeah. And that one person comes along at the right time and just somehow weaves themselves into the, you know, into the pits of your life. Cause he was living with her. Like you said, you know, he was so intertwined in her shit. Yeah. And he took control. And I think 
she was so blinded by love and also not embarrassing herself because Vicky's ego stands in the way of her every time. Her well, ego is like she her ego is so big that she can't be wrong and she's yeah. so stubborn. So I think the more that Tamara like pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed her. She was like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, this is the love of my life. Like, we're going to ride into the sunset, live happily ever after. Like, I'll show you. And as everyone each season, like, started taking Tamara's side, she just, like, became more and more and more determined until Brooks left her. Like, she never, ever left him. If Brooks wouldn't have left her after that whole thing, they'd still, I guarantee they'd be together to this day. Oh, I, look bless vicky i feel bad for her love journey we really just need to have can andy can can somebody reach out to andy and have him arrange a dawn and vicky marriage boot camp thing with dr drew or someone who can really repair because they just have to get back together let's face it they were really meant for each other we said that the last time well in um in like one of the last episodes I watched, like of 13, Tamara's like, Vic, because Gina announced her divorce. So Vicky's yep. like going ham on Gina, like you shouldn't do this. And Gina's like, like, what's her issue? She got divorced and she said it was the worst thing, but now she has like this loving boyfriend. And Tamara said, because she hasn't been happy since then. Yeah. And like, what do you mean? Like she's in this great relationship. And Tamara's like, no, like she's not been happy. Basically, she didn't say this out loud, but she basically was like, she hasn't been happy since Don. Like you could see that, like the seasons after Dawn, when she kept saying she was happy, she was obviously like force, force, yeah, you know, force smile. She was a wreck, and then Brooke. So obviously that brought her even more down, 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 and like so far from what like the show is shown, Steve has been good to her, but like you could tell she's. I know, I know. I'm. That's why I said like so far in the show. <laughs> Um, so you could see her like really starting to become like herself again. Right. And it's, it really hurts my heart for her because the episode that I was just watching before we started recording, uh, she was doting on how, you know, she was, she was saying in her confessional, how Brooks was never really attached to Brianna's children. I mean, obviously, hello, Brianna fucking hated him. But saying that, you know, Brooks was never attached to Brianna's children, but here's Steve and he treats them as if they're her, his own grandchildren and he's this wonderful guy, which, <laughs> which we know sadly for Vicki Gunvalson does not turn out to be the case as he is now, as of this week, engaged to a 37-year-old uh she works for the school board i think or something in orange county um and i can only imagine vicky's not just because it's not just because steve got engaged it's the fact that steve got engaged to a 37 year old i think that's going to like really be the salt in the wound because the one thing that vicky it's it's something that all women the fountain of youth you know everybody chases it it's like I don't want to get old and yeah (laughs) now he leaves her three months ago and he's engaged to somebody almost 20 years younger well about 20 years younger yeah he's engaged to someone who's basically Michael and Brianna's age Michael's age because I think Michael's 
I think Michael is my age. I'm 37. If I'm not mistaken, he's somewhere like right around my age. So yeah, that's, I'm sure that Vicky is struggling. I hope someone or many people have sent her casseroles. I don't know how she doesn't have a casserole sponsorship. Honestly, she should have started her own like casserole like dish. Line. Yeah. yeah, like a casserole dish, like a Vicky Gobble. Or yeah, like a dish. Yeah, right. something and something that but, would be. Well, Vicky, if you're listening, we yeah. it's still a good idea. <laughs> Vicky, I would buy a casserole dish. I don't even make casseroles. I just like supporting the housewives because <laughs> I feel like it's my duty. I don't know why. Do you ever feel like that? You buy stuff and you're like, you know, like Sonia Sangria. Was it the best sangria I've ever had? No, but did I buy it? Yeah. I did not buy Sonia Sangria, but I did taste it at her show. So I supported her that way. <laughs> there you go. See, always supporting a house. I still buy Skinny Girl Margarita to this day. I actually do really love Skinny Girl. I don't dislike Sonia Sangria. It just wasn't something. Sonia Sangria was like very sweet. So like, yeah. Like, and I'm not a big. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Like Brett liked it a lot because he likes like sweet drinks, but I don't. So I was not. I'm with you. Really like regular sangria, so I knew I wasn't gonna like it. But see, I love sangria, but that one was just very, like you said, it was very sweet. But so is Sonia, and she's doing great with it. I know, so good for her. Um, but the okay. (laughs) So the other question I wanted to ask you was: Did you watch the Brooks Cancer special with Andy? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. First of all, what a weird mind fuck number yeah. one right well, how, like, first of all that's never happened before Andy has never sat down with anybody else's anybody well I mean he sat down with but Joe Judice was basically on the show more yeah, or less he like when like he a, sat down with Teresa and Joe but yeah but he sat down with Teresa and Joe right this was, Brooke, this was just like, Brooks. and Joe was like an integral part of the show and Joe was also the reason Teresa, reason Teresa went to jail so like you know it made sense for yeah. them to have a sit down but for Bro- I remember when it first aired I was like why is this a thing like this guy is first of all a creep yeah and second of all he's not even a housewife why are we talking to him at all yeah. And it's not like he'd go on the show and be like, you know what, Andy? Yeah, I did fake it. You know, like, and be <laughs> you know, it, like, it's not like we were going to get answers. No, it was the same regurgitated bullshit lies. But Megan King Edmonds really came through as our Nancy Drew, the original Fancy Drew. I loved how she was just like rich and bored and had literally nothing to do. So she yep. was like, well, actually, I called the hospital and they don't do that. <laughs> and everyone's like, wait, what do you mean you called them? She was like, right. she's like, yeah, I just picked up the phone I and called. called. And I just was like, I would like to make an appointment. And they said, no, we don't do that. And I said, okay. And hung up. Was it Megan who was like, I've seen a copy of their. Oh, of yeah, they, sh- they showed it to Tamara. And, um, oh, that's right. And Tamara yes. had a friend. So they, they like did something and Megan was like, yeah, I called them and they said, that's not true. Then Tamara looked at the records and Megan was like, well, you said it was from like Northwell or whatever. And I called them and she said that they only do that at the other hospital. And so no, it's not true. And Shannon was like, yeah, I could have told you that one. Like Shannon knew from- It was Shannon, that's who it was. Um, 
Well, yeah, Shannon knew because she had gone to those hospitals, but I just love how Megan was like, yeah, Shannon's right because I called. Right, like <laughs> and just asked the the, the uh, secretary questions and she answered all of them <laughs> it was I I felt like that was such a wild time I felt bad for for Vicky I felt bad for everybody involved really because that has to be because you would never want to believe like or think to yourself is somebody really faking cancer because what a wild thing to do yeah like that's so harmful and destructive on so many different weird levels you know yeah and then to see it happen on a reality show that's been well established for years at that point was just kind of a wild ride to take and then recover from afterward because it was hard it was hard to watch Vicky pick herself because everybody was against her and I I felt really bad for Vicky because like if that was like my friend like if if my friend was like Vicky you know and I saw this like new person who doesn't know any of us like like technically Megan was stalking Brooks like he could have taken legal action gotten this restraining order and stuff like she contacted ex-girlfriends the hospitals obviously like it, it turned out great for us but like if someone was doing that to my friend, like I would not be taking Megan's side. I would be like, you have to stop. Like, this is horrible. It's a lot. Obviously like a lot of ding, ding, ding questions would be going off my head. So then I would like talk to my friend on the side and be like, like things are not adding up. Like, were you in the chemo room? Were you, you know what I mean? And then from there you have to figure out like, what are you going to like if you if you figure out that things are fishy you have to decide what to do but the fact that they everyone but Shannon blindly just was like Vicky's lying Megan's right I didn't like that yeah it's like I felt so conflicted because obviously Brooks did scam everyone mostly Vicky but everyone like and it was horrible but I felt so bad for her because that was also the season her mom died oh my gosh and that scene literally makes my stomach I cried for like 10 minutes like literally the whole time Shannon I don't cry for anything I like can't even tell you the last time I cried and I cried for that because it was so like heartbreaking and like just one of those raw emotion yeah I was gonna say one of those moments that just was so like real like like you could not no actor could ever portray what what came off that that scene those like 10 minutes it was it was a lot I remember watching it the very first time in the same reaction I cried and there have been and I'm not a big crier in that sense but there are certain things where I you know you try and put yourself in that person's shoes and when you do it brings you to tears because you think about being a a girl's night playing bunko or whatever game and you get a phone call and it's like your mom is dead shocking and you're on camera too what a weird you know position to be in just emotionally but I'm sure she wasn't even cognizant of her surroundings it didn't even seem at that point but it was such a raw just a raw moment Vicky had probably like the most prolific housewife career I think from start to finish and I also think that she was a housewife who left when it was it was it was time I felt like for her to go and I'm not saying she couldn't come back maybe because she does have a storyline right now she's all you know she just did girls trip too 
So there is room for her to potentially come back maybe one day, who knows. But I think that when, you know, she winds up leaving. Yeah. You'll be, I think you'll be in agreement that. I can kind of feel it now with season 13 because wait, yeah, season 14, she's a friend, right? And she's gone for 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can like kind of feel it like now like they're really pushing everything onto like Gina and Emily and Kelly like like Tamra and Vicky are kind of like stepping back like it's not really about them right and I think like you could like when that starts to happen you generally like you You know know what's coming yeah yeah and yeah you could kind of see it like every time something happens like it always goes back to Gina and Emily like um yeah like I can just kind of feel like, I obviously know it's coming, and I know technically this is, like, their flop era or whatever, but right. I, can, like, I can feel it. Like, I texted my friend. I was like, this is, like, not that good of a season. I can't tell if it's the flop era or if it's because I've watched so many episodes in a month. And no, she was you like, were... no, it's the, like, you're at the start of the flop era. You're in the thick, I would say, right now of where it just went from, like, a boner to, like, a limp wiener for just solid <laughs> seasons. It was bad. Like, seasons 14 and 15. I mean, that, it's got to happen, though, at some point. Yeah. Like everyone every- goes through it. Like, New York just had theirs. I feel like they're going to have their comeback. But it, it just happens when you have so many seasons it's um, especially with orange county literally everything you could ever think of has happened so it's like it's almost like what more could they give us right. <laughs> you know what i mean like we've had deaths like you know drug addictions cancer scams arrests arrests physical fights yeah drinks being thrown like literally a lot it, cancer right? scandals yeah like, like so much you, has happened like how, how do you, you where where do you go? Yeah, like how do you how do you keep like one upping or I don't know. It's it's hard and but they are they are this season so far. I'm really enjoying. I'm excited for you to catch up to where we are because you know Gina and Emily kind of seem to be the new Tamara and Vicky. I feel like is yeah. the position and not that they're trying to come for Tamara and Vicky's throne, yeah, no, but I just, just feel kind like, of like the new duo. That's the right. duo. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How do you, you know, being on season 13, how did you receive Gina and Emily? Um, I'm going to start with Emily because I don't have a lot to say about her. Um, not in a bad way. No, I had the same reaction. I think that Emily is like, they've never had this kind of persona before. Emily's very calm, cool, and collected. She, well, I mean, she's a lawyer. Like she knows exactly, you know, how to turn it on and off, you know? And I think that Orange County needs, you know, one of those people who's just like not- As reactive. Yeah, like she's obviously involved. Like a few episodes ago, she told Kelly she was going to kill her because (laughs) she kept saying that she was a little bitch. So she obviously like- is has it in her but I I do like that she's just like like the the common grounder you know like she's just neglected Gina is like (laughs) she's all over the place I think she's funny I like Gina I also love that like she's so Long Island because (laughs) like half of my family lives in Long Island and then going to school in New York I know so many people from Long Island so like 
I, I just think it's so funny. Because um, you like I, know her, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know who she is. And that's how I have family in New York also. So like I've met Gina before, not the real Gina, but. Yeah, but like, you know, Gina. Right, I know Gina. No, I totally agree. And in one of her confessionals, because she was always, she's always talking about how fake Orange County is compared to New York. She was like, if you walk down the street in New York, four out of 10 people will say hello, but you know that those four people are your friends. But 10 out of 10 people will say hello in Orange County and seven of them effing hate you. And like growing up in the Midwest, it's exactly the same. They're very like, you know, polite to your face. Like, hi, how are you? And the minute you leave, they're like, I can't stand that. I hate her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I totally relate to that because when I go home, like to see my sister, nephew and friends, like just being back there, I'm like, right like take me back to New York right um I also love I feel like she tries to cover her accent um and it's it sounds like it sounds like a mix of like Valley Girl Midwest but then like you get her going it's just straight Long Island oh when she or when she's drunk and she starts ranting that you can 100% tell exactly where her roots are from yeah no I guess her Long Island is so thick um yeah I feel like she definitely tries to cover it to like fit in or whatever and then but like if she's mad or like drinking and it's just like it's your natural flow she's just straight Long Island (laughs) I'm excited to see how your opinion evolves if it evolves at all um about Emily and Gina um because I I I love both of them but I went through a weird like you said initially with Emily I was totally ambivalent I didn't even care what I didn't love her. I didn't hate her. I didn't, I just was very okay. Yeah. Cool. Like she's new. Cool. Like she blends in. Um, Gina, I loved off the bat and Gina has such a journey, like so many journeys. Gina goes on obviously like a marriage journey. Um, you know, her hair, goes on many journeys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hair journey was a struggle but this season so far slang I'm living for her whole somebody helps her she hired somebody or a friend like she got a new friend maybe I don't know someone <laughs> behind the scenes god bless them helped her out because she's having a real glow up moment this season I feel like but she she has a lot of journeys and she's very open she doesn't hide She's not ashamed of the fact that she is, you know, comparatively not as nowhere near as wealthy as the rest of the cast, but somehow very, you know, still very affluent, of course, but nowhere near the DeBros or Emily and Shane, that sort of wealth. Um, But it's, it's cool that you're kind of, you're catching up so fast. Um, because I have a feeling if you've gotten through this many seasons, I'll and, definitely be caught up by February. <laughs> and we're, oh, I mean, we're only six episodes into this season. So yeah, like I'll be caught up like through present day because, yeah. um, all of like the episodes are on Hulu. So yeah, I'll just like, I'll be caught up by February. <laughs> okay. So to end, because I'm going to have you back on of course, when you're caught up so we can continue the narrative because you're just going to be the designated Orange County. We're just going to talk Orange County. And obviously we can talk about Lisa Renna too because that's a good yeah. for us. <laughs> but um, when Heather Dubrow left, how did you feel about the exit? I 
thought she left at the right time. That she I agree. Go because she had two really good seasons, seven and eight. She was great, whatever. She was involved in all the drama, but like, it didn't seem like it was her fault. And it never, like, it was always with Alexis. And what I liked about Heather was that she just like calmly explained why she thought Alexis was annoying. <laughs> I was basically like, but you know, we are who we are. If you could just like, you try to tone it down a little, I'll try not to be as annoyed. Like we could be fine. Um, so I was like, okay, like, you know, she's not being mean about it. I totally respect that. And I understand why she, I love Alexis, but I understand why the ladies didn't. Um, but then season nine, she was just awful, awful. I could not stand her. I would, I remember writing in my notes, like, why do y'all stand this bitch? I can't. I, yeah, like, she's, she just got so pretentious and above herself. I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm sure maybe editing had something to do with the image that we got of her that season. Yeah, that could be too. Yeah. Um, editing always plays, a, but you can't blame editing. I really do think that it's her. It, yeah. See that season in particular, her ego just kind of inflated. And then season 10, she like kind of came down again, but then went right back up. Like all of this stuff, like when they were leaving Ireland <sighs> and on the bus, like Kelly was like, I mean, not Kelly. Um, Heather was like, I feel bad for her daughter. Like talking about Kelly after screaming at Kelly for what she said about Tamara's kid. You know what I mean? Like she just made comments and then she went over to Megan and was like, don't worry about it. Like, this isn't anyone's fault, but Kelly's like, she's crazy. She's unha- like mentally ill. And Megan in her confessional was like, like, yeah, Kelly was obviously really wrong. Like I just watched yeah. you push, push her there. Like you, you got Kelly to that point. So I think that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so conflicted because I have great memories with Heather. I have bad memories with Heather it's hard because I think she can be great for the show. And like, I've seen a lot of people like bragging about her being back, but I've also seen people are like, she's controlling the narrative, like she's ruining it. And that's kind of what I expected from her after I sort of, like after I saw season nine, I was like, this season's not gonna be good for Heather because she's gonna do what she did in season nine. But this time it's a whole new group and they're gonna, like Gina is, Gina is a poor person compared to Heather. Like Gina's obviously going to grovel. Like, it's, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a real, so I, I will say just to tease a little bit for you, your, your predictions so far are pretty much tracking what winds up being the case. And obviously, you know, you've seen the memes and blogs and stuff like that. But um, I, didn't anticipate it to go this way. I was actually very excited for the return. Yeah. Everyone seemed like so excited. Um, I, after seeing Heather in season nine, I was like, "Eh, I don't know. Like I could see her being bad for 16, but then after that soap opera scene with Shannon, where she was like so rehearsed and was like, like it literally looked like days of our lives. I'm not dead. Like it did. After seeing that, I was like, like Heather has everyone in her pocket in her web and she's she's the puppet master but she's very undercover about it because she comes off as so polished and nice and fair and but she's not she's just like Jeff Jeff Lewis said she's the Corella DeVille and I think this season like her puppet mastery is like just very noticeable because 
like she didn't like Shannon in season nine. Why is she going to like Shannon now? You know, like, right. and like everything is so rehearsed and like yeah. the scenes I've seen, it's like, you know, I, it's very, it's very forced. Like it's, it's very inauthentic. So that I just feel like, I don't know. I don't know if she'll be back for season 17 because people don't like her on this. She's going to be like, well, you, you guys promised that I would be put in a good light and everyone would love me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It really depends on how the viewers, I think that they're going to, production is going to make Heather look good, but it all depends on if the viewers, because right now the viewers are not with Heather. So we have to just see how this season goes. We'll have to see how it plays out. And I'm- she might I'm not thinking. be bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you're obviously coming back. Um, but I, I think that, and I'm just going to make the prediction now. And then obviously I'll ask you when you come back again, but I think after season 15, you're going to be begging for Heather Debro to come back just because right now you're getting into the thick of the mud where it's just like a shit show. It's the poo poo years of orange County. So you're going, that's how I felt. Anyway, I was ready. I welcomed her with open arms without even remembering it was a distant memory for me. I had blocked it out entirely that she was such a bitch when she left. Am I going to be asking for Heather back because I know that she's there? Like, I'm going to be put the connection together. Like, oh, yeah, like, it's good she's coming. Or am I going to be begging for Heather because, like, they specifically need her? You know, um, it's. Say? I feel like for you, my prediction is going to be you're going to be begging for Heather because she is the life support resuscitation that Orange County needed that you knew that you could rely upon to resuscitate. You know, it wasn't a Noella who comes, you know, we don't know Noella and she's she's my least favorite Orange County housewife. I'm not even on that season. I'm so sick of her. So thank you. I could honestly, if she's a one and doneer, I'm totally fine with it. Um, But you know, with Heather, it's kind of, you know, like when you break up with a guy and you hit up one of the guys that you've already been with, because, you know, it's like a safe space. We knew yeah, yeah. we knew what Heather Dubrow was going to bring. And the I feel like the franchise was so in jeopardy of imploding that it was like, OK, let's just reach out to the phone a friend that we know is going to bail us out and okay, yeah. at least rely if for no other fucking reason, show us the house. Yeah. Okay? Like we yeah. have the house now. We've all seen the house. We can rest in peace knowing that we've taken a tour of the Debro like compound. I'm not even going to call that a house. That thing is, it's like a convention center. <laughs> it's so big. But I think, I think that's why you'll crave her is because you know, she's a reliable person to revive. Okay resuscitate the you know the give it a pulse again like it because it flatlined and it was so in the they, toilet they got poor they got, <laughs> it's so many rich <laughs> it was it was very nene leaks put on your shoes let's go find you a home white refrigerator the gotcha, ghetto gotcha. honey like, <laughs> it was not cute at all so i'm gonna have to have you back to see once you're all caught up to present day and then we can get into where we are with the Debros now, because it's a very different Debro dynamic, honestly. So I'm, I'm excited to talk with you more about it before I let you go though. Can you please tell everybody where they can find you online? 
Yes. So I'm only on Instagram, but it's at Bravo Enthusiast. Um, feel free to like, like and comment and all my stuff and definitely message me to talk anything Bravo. I'm always, yes. always available. Bravo connoisseur, you guys. We love Catherine. She will be back again. Thank you so much for hanging out this morning. I had a great time again, and I will talk to you soon, honey. Yes. Thank you. I had so much fun. Bye, honey. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>